Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Faces of TBI podcast series. My name is Amy Zalmer, and I am the founder of FacesofTBI.com and the host for today's podcast. The goal of this podcast series is to bring awareness to traumatic brain injury and concussion and is created by survivors for survivors. In each podcast, you're going to hear from other survivors, caregivers, medical professionals, and just other people who are involved in raising the, uh, in raising the awareness about this invisible injury. And they're also a way to just help unite and educate fellow survivors. For those of you who don't know who I am, I am a TBI survivor. I fell on the ice in 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, writing mostly about TBI, so be sure to check me out there. And I also volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council. I created Faces of TBI as a place where you can follow my blog to read more about me and my journey, and you can sign up for my newsletter to learn more about upcoming podcasts and other events going on, and you can also check out my recently released book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter, which is at Amy Zalmer, and I will follow you back on there. And so today I am chatting with a dear friend, uh, Laura Erdman Luntz, about the powerful benefits of healing with yoga. Um, I have known Laura for, gosh, probably like eight years now. I have been on two yoga retreats with her. We've done several collaborations. Um, she's done some yoga books and inspirational books, and I have photographed those um, book covers and some other photos in there for her. So I've known Laura for quite a long time. She's also been my life coach for the past five or six years. And so I will go ahead and introduce my dear friend. Laura is an experienced yoga educator, author, inspiring life coach, and business entrepreneur. She has over 20 years experience in the fitness and wellness industry and she uniquely blends her life coaching knowledge and vast experience with yoga to create programs, classes, and workshops that truly do bring mind and body together for a positive change, inspiring people to live their most authentic life. She incorporates new thought ideas into classes and programs on positive living, manifesting and changing subconscious beliefs. Her yoga training began in 1988, and she began teaching in 1992. She has taught over 500 workshops, over 15,000 hours of yoga classes, coached hundreds of clients, and has trained dozens of yoga teachers at the beginning and advanced levels. So welcome to the show, Laura. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited for to talk me. about this topic. Yeah. So, Laura, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background about you and how you got involved with yoga? Well, it probably started initially when I was 13 and became interested in just fitness and wellness. Um, in general, and I just, you know, I immersed myself in learning about nutrition, et cetera. And then when I was 18, I actually took my very first yoga class as a physical education requirement in college. And it was one of those things where I enjoyed it. It wasn't really love at first sight. It was just like, huh, this is interesting. 
And when I was then <laughs> 21, I'm making this a much shorter story than it is, as you can probably imagine. Um, <laughs> when I was 21, I was actually diagnosed with neutropenia, which means I don't have any white blood cells. I have very low, sometimes none, sometimes just low count of white blood cells, which for those of you who don't know, is your immune system. And I was studied at the Mayo Clinic um, for about a week. We went through a whole slew of tests trying to figure out what in the heck was wrong with me. And in the end, they said, we think you stressed away your immune system. Does that make sense? And it completely did. I, um, I have always lived a very stressful lifestyle, a very high-pressured, um, self-induced, high-pressured lifestyle. And I realized I needed to make some changes, and that was when I recalled my yoga class, and I was already deep into fitness. I actually had my master's in exercise physiology, so I was deep into the fitness world, and I thought, maybe this yoga thing is something I should look at a little bit more deeply. And quite frankly, after probably about six weeks, because I found my teacher then, about six weeks of practicing, I started noticing some really huge changes in the state of my body and the state of my mind and thought, I think there's something to this. And so and now I think we can say, and the rest is history. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, you know, like I said, I've known you for probably, I'm guessing about eight years or so now. Um, so it kind of seems longer than that, actually. It seems like I've known you forever. Um, and I've done <laughs> several yoga retreats with you. I've done a lot of yoga training with you. I've life coached with you. And, you know, I, I've done yoga for at least 20 years. I did yoga um, starting in college, kind of the same as you. That's when I took my first, you know, you have to take some a PE requirement when you're in college. Um, and, you know, I was kind of similar as you. It was kind of like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, and it wasn't until I bought, um, I think her name is Laura Ivanhoe. Does that sound right? It was the Yoga for Dummies DVD because I wanted to learn mm-hmm. how to do it correctly because I knew you can hurt yourself you know any sort of exercise but you know if you do yoga things incorrectly you could actually hurt yourself so I got that you know yoga for dummies dvd to learn how to actually do the poses um and then I just I was really hooked on it um you know it just I I'm one of those people who is not very flexible and I, I hear all the time from people oh I can't do yoga I'm not flexible Trust me, you don't have to be flexible to do yoga because this girl ain't flexible. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And you know, neither am I. Neither am I. People on. are shocked when they see how inflexible I am. It's like, that's not the point of yoga, you know? I no, it's not. And that brings me kind of to my point that that's not the point of yoga. Um, yeah, it is great. Like, I mean, the more I do yoga, the more, more flexible I get. Um, but it's more about bringing your mind and your body together, and it's through the breathing and the breath. And um, can you just kind of elaborate a little bit on that and, and what the real point of yoga is? You know, when people ask me what is the difference between yoga and other exercise, because I do both. You know, I, I have yoga, I have my yoga practice, and I also quote-unquote exercise, cardio, weightlifting, that sort of thing. I do both. Mm-hmm. Um, the essence of it is yoga is a mind-body exercise. And, and this is, it's not even really the essence, but this is a good place to start for people. And what that means is we want you to engage your mind 
as you're working out and to connect your mind with your body. And people say, well, that's what exercise does, and it doesn't necessarily, not in the same way. You know, for years I was an aerobics instructor, and I still remember people coming to me and saying, I don't want to think, I just want a big workout and leave sweating. You, you think about other things and you worry, and you, it, whereas yoga is all about bringing yourself into how does this stretch feel? What am I doing here with my back foot? Do I need to adjust this? How is my breath? And when you make that connection, it's a profound shift that occurs when your mind and body begin to come together into the present moment, you know, so your attention is on what's happening on your yoga mat. And ultimately what that does is it begins to connect you to what we call our higher self. And that can be, you know, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. I like to equate it to just that compassionate side of you. You know, the person you re- when, when you're this person, when you're connected to your higher self, you really like who you are. You're loving. You're compassionate. There's no judgment. There's no negativity. It's all, you know, it's all about love and making great decisions for yourself. And that's the ultimate goal of yoga is to get us into that very peaceful, very present, very compassionate place. Yeah, I love that. I love that explanation. Um, you know, so like I said, I have been doing yoga since college and when I fell, when I first had my injury, um, you know, I was still, I was working with you, I was life coaching with you. Um, I had been doing yoga fairly regularly. Um, I go, I go through ebbs and flows with my yoga where I'm in love with it. And then I go through a period where I don't do it. And then I'm like, why haven't I been doing this? (laughs) And I get back into it again. Um, you know, I think it's like any exercise. Um, but I, when I first fell, you know, I, I had my TBI. I had a dislocated sternum. I tore a bunch of muscles. I had whiplash. Um, I, I really, I couldn't even, I mean, just walking from my car to my apartment, I needed to sit down and take a rest. I, I mean, I just had zero capacity for any sort of exercise. Um, and about a year after my fall, a little more than a year, it was probably about 15 months. I mean, I had just gone through depression. I'd gone through the range of emotions with my TBI. You know, you get really frustrated because you can't do anything. And then, you know, am I ever going to feel better? And, you know, I had vertigo. I had balance issues. I had um, tinnitus, you know, the ringing in the ears, you know, on top of all my other symptoms. Um, And finally, I was just like, oh, my God, I have to do something. I have just been a vegetable for the past year, and I had gained some weight. I could feel I was stiff, and my muscles were, you know, like I wasn't wasn't working my body. I mean, I could barely even, like, lift my camera bag to go to do a session, Um, and I knew that something had to change. And so I actually got together with one of our mutual friends, with Rose, um, and she came out and worked with me one-on-one. I'm like, I want to do yoga, but I don't know what I can do. You know, I have this dizzy imbalance and the vertigo kicks in it. And I couldn't, I could, I couldn't do anything that involved moving my neck, um, or holding my neck in a position. And so she came out and sat with me and we came up with maybe five poses that I could do, um, and one of them was tree pose, and I literally had to hold on to a chair and just lift my leg because if I tried to do it without a chair, I would just fall right over. Um, 
and then I did um, a forward bend onto a chair because I couldn't reach the floor because that would trigger my vertigo. Um, and I did cat-cow because that was able to keep my neck in a neutral position. Um, and then I don't, I can never remember what they're called, but the ones where you sit and then you twist, side twist. Um, mm-hmm. And I just started working my body. And eventually as I started to do it, you know, doctors had told me, your vertigo could subside once you get more active because your body just, your brain just doesn't understand where you are in space. Like it just doesn't know. And that's what's causing your, your, your dizzy balance stuff. Um, so the more I started doing yoga, the more I realized I was gaining my balance back and my dizziness was getting less and less. And I'd start getting brave and I would do, I'd go into down dog <laughs> for like one breath I could barely hold myself there, (laughs) but I did it. And now I'm at a point I can hold plank pose for 40 seconds and I can do down dog. I mean, I can do tree pose without a chair. I just, I feel so much better. And it's, I mean, it's just been this amazing transformation probably in the last couple months. I, I really have noticed that I'm feeling better. I'm more active. I'm able to do more, um, and it's just been incredibly empowering. You know, you feel so helpless after your accident. And, you know, we're all eager to get better. And I know I had actually started working with a trainer before I did my yoga, and it was way too soon, way too soon. I just re-aggravated and inflamed everything. Um, and, and so that's why I kind of started to go the way of yoga. Because the reason I went with weight training was because your balance and dizziness stuff didn't, didn't affect that. Um, but it just inflamed everything else with my sternum and my whiplash. Um, So that's why I went the way of yoga. And, you know, I I want you to kind of talk talk about um, how you don't have to be flexible and you can modify poses. And, you know, it's about doing what you can do, um, not about what you think you should do. If you can kind of comment on that. I can. And, and, And here's the thing. I think, yeah, I've taught yoga for over 25 years, and back in the day, <laughs> shall we say, yoga was very different than what it is nowadays. And I think that as great as power yoga is in vinyasa, I think it has done a disservice because so many people feel like that's what yoga is. And right. if you have right. if you have a brain injury, that's not happening. Um, if you have no. any kind of injury, <laughs> that's not happening. And yoga is so much more. There are so many forms of yoga. My yoga teacher used to say, there's as many types of yoga out there as there are choices of shampoo at the drugstore. And you need to find the one that fits your, your hair, <laughs> you know, your, your needs. Um, and for sure, I, I mean, I have a friend who's a paraplegic who started yoga as a paraplegic. You can do yoga sitting in a chair, you can do yoga. Simply breathing is actually yoga. So doing a breath mm-hmm. uh, meditation and feeling it, that'll help you connect with your body. And I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm just guessing, Amy, because I have not had a brain injury, but I, I'm sure that, and this is so common with all injuries, on some level we disconnect with our body. And we do that because it's a protective right. mechanism. We need to. You know, if you, you sprain an ankle, you put all your weight on the other leg and you kind of disconnect from that leg because it hurts and you put your attention on the other side of your body. And 
when we start doing yoga with any kind of injury, gentle, even if it's just breathing, what you're doing is you're reconnecting, bringing that connection back. Because what often happens is you continue that disconnect after the injury has passed. Like when you're getting to the place where you need to create more balance in your life and bring more symmetry back into your life, you can't because it's just a habit and you don't even know it's there. And when you start that breathing yeah. process, if you just start super simple or just like you, your five poses, what you're doing is you're slowly reacclimating the the body, that connection with your mind and your body. And it's an incredibly powerful tool. I, I something else. had – oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say there was one other thing I wanted to add, and you it just something that you alluded to earlier, which is learning yoga well – and that's a really important yes. point because especially when you have an injury and or have an older body, and you know, certainly don't want to indicate that when we're older we're more, more likely to be injured, but we might because we have, usually have more tension going on in the body and more injuries. You really need to get a teacher, find a teacher, find a program that starts you from the beginning. Don't hop into a vinyasa class or a power yoga class where the way you learn is by watching the person in front of you. I mean, as Amy said, not only if you're doing it incorrectly, you could get injured, you're also not going to get the full benefit out of the pose if you're not aligned correctly. So it's like a a twofer, a twofer bummer Mm -hmm. there. You really want to be careful. Um, When I was out in Washington, D.C., I was speaking to several groups of TBI survivors, and the woman leading the group, um, when I started talking about my yoga journey, she she she's like I'm gonna stop you right here. She's like I want to talk about this. Um, she's like you essentially were doing your own vestibular therapy um, and helping that mind the mind connect with the body and helping with the balance um, the balance issues. She's like yoga. You know you you kind of discovered this on your own by doing yoga. You helped your balance and your dizziness subside. And she's like, additionally, with yoga, you know, it's all about the breath and, and doing your movements to the breath. And the, the breath is bringing oxygen to your brain, which getting oxygen flowing in your brain is so critical to a healing brain and helping rebuild those synapses in your brain. And she's like, you know, I find it really interesting because doctors really weren't helping me. They weren't. I was begging for, like, cognitive therapy and help with my dizzy imbalance, which would be vestibular therapy, um, and they just weren't helping me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I essentially figured it out on my own. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about sharing it with other survivors because, I mean, you can do it in your own house. You know, I, I highly suggest you have someone help you if you're not familiar with yoga finding a yoga instructor who can help you come up with you know some simple poses that you can do Um, and if you're a caregiver you could help your loved one even like you were saying earlier you can do it in a chair Um, you can do it in bed even there are certain poses that you can do in bed if someone is bedridden just to help them get some movement going back in those in those legs and arms um, so I don't know if you can talk to that a little bit, Laura, about some poses that, that as a caregiver you could help someone do. Well, especially in bed. I think that lovely thing, I, I do yoga in bed, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of us do without knowing it. 
Exactly. When you're stretching like your cat or your dog or your baby does, you're probably doing yoga. Have you, have you ever watched <laughs> right. animals and babies? They're doing yoga. It's pretty amazing. And it's actually kind of cool because a lot of physical therapy is yoga. I giggle when my students come back yes. from physical therapy and I say, what do you do? And they said, yoga. <laughs> because the poses yep. are so mindful. I mean, they're, they're created very precisely, you know. It's just, there's intelligence in the body, to be sure. And the nice thing about the bed is you can, I mean, obviously you've got stability. You know, that's the biggest thing, of course. But you can twist, you can forward fold, you can lie over on your tummy and do, you know, like a child's pose, like a fetal position. You can do that on your side. You can do mild back bends in the bed. I mean, there's so many things that you can do while you're lying down or do it on the floor because sometimes squishy beds can make it hard, but depending on your own physical challenges, um, you can really do one of almost everything. And when I say everything, is in yoga we've got categories of poses. So we have back bends, forward folds, twists, um, inversions, and standing poses. And standing poses might be difficult, you know, if you're, especially if your stability is way off. And inversions, when I'm talking inversions, I'm not saying stand on your head. You know, simply laying on your back with your feet up the wall, which again may or may not be possible, um, is, is considered an inversion. Uh, I like to do that lying, lying in bed, put my feet up the wall right before I go to sleep. So it's very relaxing. But the nice thing is if you can do as many of those categories as possible, you really begin to move your spine around in more ways and wake up your body in, in other ways. But again, keeping in mind your own physical physical limitations. Yeah, and another thing, too, is, like, if something doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good, you know, don't do it. You don't, you don't have to do that pose just because you think you should do that pose. Um, and also to be aware, I know when I was working with Rose, um, I would be like, oh, I can't do that. And she's like, is that fear or is it because you can't do it? And that was really eye-opening because um, I did. I had some fear, like, I was always afraid I was going to fall over or it was going to, you know, hurt my neck. And so sometimes I won't even try things. And she's like, well, just try it. If it doesn't feel good, stop. Um, so to have that kind of awareness, too, when you're, when you're first kind of starting out after an injury, um, is it fear holding you back or does it just really not feel good? That is such a great point. And one of the things I always like to say is, be aware of your limitations, but don't be limited by them. And what I mean by <laughs> yes. that is, you know, you've got, you've got to be aware. It's like, you know what? My neck is injured. I'm not going to do a headstand because my neck yeah. is injured. That would just be stupid. <laughs> but at the same time, as you begin to heal and get better, you're going to be able to do more, and you need to let yourself do more and explore and experiment and just go Slowly, yes. super, super slowly. Baby step. You know, in the beginning, I had, I literally had those five poses. That was all I did. And it took me about 10 to 15 minutes. I did it every morning. And um, eventually, like I said, I would, I would got, I got brave and would go into down dog for one breath. Or I, um, it took me a long time to get the plank. Um, but I started doing cobra pose to loosen up my back. Um, I eventually got brave and did um, uh, triangle pose, which it took a while to get to triangle because in that one, you know, you're kind of turning to your side, so your head's turned, 
or your body's turned so your head isn't, you know, up straight. Um, and that one still sometimes makes me a little wonky, but I work through it. Like the, the dizziness, it feels scary. It feels really, really scary because you're kind of on that edge of is this going to go into a full-blown attack or can I go into this pose for a couple seconds and come out of it and be okay and not, not go into a full-on spinning attack. Um, and I've kind of learned, I can feel, I can, it's hard to explain, but I can feel that like cusp of, oh, nope, I need to stop right now. Um, and so I'm really aware of that when I'm in any pose that takes my head to a side. Um, and I also, I still can't do any inversions. I, I, oh, I love camel pose so much, but I just, I can't get my head to tip back yet. And um, I know that that's going to take time. That's part of the injury. Um, but I, I, I keep trying. <laughs> um, but it well, is and, a baby step. And I also want to point out that, that it's, it, okay, I'm just going to throw that out there, this out there just in case this comes up. And that is when people get frustrated because they can only do five. Yeah. I, I just want you to know yeah. you've got to be where you are. And quite frankly, when anybody comes to me and says, help me create a home practice, I always, I don't care who the person is, how fit they are, how whatever healthy they are, I always say pick your five favorite poses. Do those every day for a month and then come back and we'll see if you even need yeah. more. It's amazing yeah. how five is all you really need sometimes. There have been years in my life when, you know, life's been chaotic and crazy, and my practice has been one pose. I get to one pose on my mat before I'm called off to do something else, and that is a powerful tool. Don't underestimate the power of a single pose. If that's all you can do, yep. do it. With Absolutely. Breath, with mindfulness. And, and that was, that was all I could do. And, um, and now I can do... I can do quite a bit of what I used to do. Um, I just do it a lot slower. <laughs> and um, yeah. uh, I don't always hold things as long as I used to. But I'm okay with that. Um, and, yeah, it just I, I just can't explain enough how much yoga has helped in my recovery. Now I am, I've incorporated walking. I go for a two-mile walk every day. Um, I'm back in the gym. I'm lifting again. Um, but I'm very mindful, like this weekend, my neck flared up a little bit again and it's like, okay, I need to just pay attention to what I'm doing and don't overdo it. And ice is my best friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, can I also point but, out too, for those of you who are thinking I could never have that awareness, a good, a good chunk of this awareness that Amy's talking about came from doing yoga. Like, that's the point of yoga yes. is to become more aware yes. of your body. It, it increases that moment-to-moment awareness where you might actually begin to know, oh, I'm on the cusp of a full-blown attack. I need to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Laura, we're down to the last couple minutes here. Um, and I do – I want to just kind of mention to the listeners um, that you and I – are collaborating a little bit. Um, I'm going to be making uh, a series of different, um, like the poses that helped me with yoga, and I'm going to kind of make a little email series for some people. And, and you and I are kind of working on that together. And we also have an essential oils webinar um, that we're doing next Tuesday, the 7th, June 7th. 
at noon. Um, so you can sign up for that on my website, facesoftbi.com. And I have Laura's information in the show notes. So you can find her um, through muselaura.com. Um, is there anything that I didn't touch on that you think we should talk about? We have about a minute and a half left. I think we did a pretty good job there. I do too. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground in 30 minutes. Um, yeah, I would I say just, if, again, anyone I just wanna... specific, if anyone has specific questions, it would be great to hear them as we work on the thing piece that we're working on together. Yeah, definitely. So feel free to email me um, any questions that you might have specific to yoga. You can email me, Facebook me, tweet me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Laura. Um, It's been great to have you on, and I love talking about yoga with you. So thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, In our next episode, I'm going to be talking with Sean Blodgett, and we're going to talk about his process. He is a healer and how he himself healed himself. Um, after suffering from multiple concussions um, in a short period of time. And again, be sure to visit my website, facesoftbi.com. You can find me on Twitter at Amy Zellmer and also on Facebook under Faces of TBI. So thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey. And I will catch you all again in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.